0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Find Your Free, the podcast. I am your hostess, Rachel Voss, and it is again early on a Monday morning, the first official Monday of spring, and I am so, so excited that spring is here. Um, It's interesting. So I, um, I guess we're just going to jump right into this episode, right? (laughs) Um, So I am like a super, super light sleeper. I always have been. I just like any noise wakes me up. Um, I don't really experience deep, deep sleep. I wake up a lot through the night. And so with that, um, and I've just I've been like that since a kid. Um, But with that comes insomnia, right? So like, if something say like, I do have a deep sleep in the night, and then something wakes me up a noise from outside. I don't know, David makes a move, the kid wakes me up just something a bad dream wakes me up just something right. Sometimes I can fall right back asleep. But when I'm up, you know, most times when I'm, when I'm up, when I'm waking up, um, I'm up. And so then that there comes the insomnia. And so I had a, I had a night like that last night where I just like, no matter how hard I tried, like, I just, I couldn't get myself to fall asleep. Like I would get to a space where, um, I'd feel myself start to drift. I feel myself start to get kind of heavy with the sleep. And then just something would come along and just kind of perk me back up. And, Try to do all the things. Don't look at your phone. Don't do this. You know, don't do that. Just anything that would kind of stimulate me and keep me up. But eventually, I gave in to just looking at my phone and you know, just trying to do some stuff. And um, I finally, finally, finally found sleep. But it was just about two hours ago, <laughs> and I have to record this podcast by a certain time. So there was no sleeping in um, and doing it later. So I just had to make myself get up and roll right out of the bed and into the chair and onto the mic right um but because it is spring and um it's sunny outside and maybe a little chilly in temperature but it's sunny outside um the weather just looks really welcoming and um even though I'm a little bit sleepy pants um to be greeted by the day like this is always um good for me spiritually and energetically so I'm super grateful for spring and yeah, just super grateful for spring making its its entrance over the weekend. Um, you know, it was a, a little bit of an eventful weekend family-wise, just... Running around, stuff to do. The kid had a couple of obligations, um, but it was, it was nice to to go out and to experience some of the warmer weather. Chilly in the morning, warmer in the afternoons. But just to see the sun and just feel the shift. You can feel the shift energetically. Not that I despise winter or anything like that. Um, there obviously is a reason for every season, as they say. Um, and winter is where we root down. Winter is where we restore right? Winter is where we just kind of hunker down and take time for rest for grounding. And then spring is where we um, have renewal, right? Spring is where we experience rebirth. And then spring gives way into the glory of summer. Summer shifts into the, um, the season again of letting go, which is fall, and then we start the cycle all over again, with winter. So um, there is a reason for every season. And, and, And again, I'm not, not a fan of winter, I prefer warm over cold, Um, Although I have always considered myself a Four Seasons kind of girl, you know, I've always preferred warm over cold, but I can't appreciate a snowy winter day. I can't appreciate being cozy. Though I will say, as I'm getting older, (laughs) which is going to be a nice segue into um, what I have queued up to talk about today, but as I'm getting older, um, I'm definitely liking warm much more than I'm liking the cold. And, you know, again, when I was younger and You know, for me, it was like, especially growing up in New Jersey, it was like, you know, winter represents Christmas and, you know, just all of that, you know, just the warm and fuzzy time. So when you have that experience kind of growing up, or at least when I did, as I became an adult, it was like, yeah, I got to have my four seasons because I got to have the season that gives me that, (laughs) you know, the joy, the magic, you know, waiting for Santa to come, you know, in the snow and, you know, white Christmas and all of that, right? And then you get older and you're like, oh, but I have to shovel that snow. Um, I have to learn how to manage the heat, you know what I mean? So that the electric bill doesn't get out of control, right? Like, the reality of winter, right, settles in as you get older and have to be responsible for what comes with winter. And then you become the parent who has to buy the gifts for the kids. So it's not the magic of Christmas anymore, the way it was, you know, when you were a kid. So all of that happens. And then you become an adult. And you're like, yeah, you know what, I think I might be winter, and ready for like full time warmer weather. And I see myself kind of Trending more and more towards that, towards just like, not that I need hot all the time, but like, give me a good, breezy, sunny 70 day, and I am in my glory. So it's interesting, you know, what you notice, um, or just how things shift as you get older. Um, Again, which is the segue for what I want to talk about today. Um, So while I was up with my insomnia, I was kind of like, all right, well, what am I going to talk about? What am I going to talk about? And you know, a couple of episodes ago, I um, talked about my mom. I dedicated an episode to my mom. And naturally, after that, I was like, all right, well, I gotta do one for my dad, right? But the organic feeling of that hasn't hit me yet. Like when it was time to do, or when I did that episode about my mom, it just felt really organic. We had had this conversation. you know, I had had some things weighing on my heart. Um, you know, just working through my own things as again, as I become older, and, you know, all of that, and, you know, just that shift. And, you know, so and you and working through like just the patterns that you developed as a child from your mom, and then seeing those patterns in yourself, and what can you change, what can stay, you know, all that type of stuff. So I was in that kind of space, when the idea of doing an episode for and about my mom um, came organically to me. And even though the idea is there to do one for my dad, um, and I know that there is an episode that will be about him, I just haven't felt that organic feeling. And I would never want an episode, especially one, um, about my parents, um, to be forced, you know, I wanted to truly, truly, truly come from the heart, feel natural, feel right. And so, um, when it is time for that, that will happen. So in my insomnia, I'm like, all right, it's not time for daddy's episode yet. Um, so what will I talk about? (laughs) And then I thought about, um, something that happened over this beautiful, glorious spring weekend, um, and said, oh yeah, you know what? We'll talk about that and we'll see where it goes. So I don't really have a lot of context around the thought. It was just something that seemed like a place where I could um, start at least with having a conversation um, and going from there. Um, and before I jump into that, I had this in my mind um as soon as I sat down and I was like, "Let me make sure I say this before you know I, I move on into the rest of the episode." But um, last week, um, you know, my podcast comes out on Tuesdays. I released a podcast on Tuesday morning, um, and Tuesday, you know, in the evening throughout the day, uh, we had the tragic events uh, that happened in Atlanta. And so, I just want to send my love to the Asian community, to the Asian American community. Um, just, you know, hearts are with you. Um, and just, just standing with you in solidarity is just really tragic. Um, just to see, you know, things that are just part of our everyday, you know, normal lives just be so violated, you know, um, you know, once we started seeing like the shootings in the schools, like, I mean, just shootings period. Right. But, You know, once we started really seeing that shift of shootings in schools, because like when I was growing up, that was never a concern. And then, you know, here I have a kid, and when he was in second grade, you know, second grade— um, we had to talk to him cause that was when Sandy Hook happened and we had to talk to him about, you know, lockdowns and he was doing like drills at his school and stuff like that. And I remember one day they had to do like a, a drill and he came home with a little bit of anxiety about it. Like mom, it was just like freaky, like, you know, and I imagine it must be, you just think I'm going to school to learn and to play with my friends and to, you know, do activities or whatever. Like, you don't think you have to go and practice a drill to save your life. Like, so it's just, um, you know, and I remember there was a, 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 a shooting in a yoga studio um, in Florida. I think it was in 2019, certainly before the pandemic hit. But, you know, that one definitely was like, oh, you know, that really hit me close to home. And certainly the school, having a kid and just being human. Right. But being a yoga teacher was like a yoga studio space. Like, really? You know, so you think of that. You think of like churches, you think of just spaces that are really, really sacred and you know, and just in spaces where people go to for healing or for nurturing or for themselves or, you know, for whatever it is. And, you know, something like this happens. And so, um, yeah, so my heart is just with the the families, you know, of the of the victims, the families of those who um, survived the incident and um, just, yeah, sending all the prayers, all the love and just all the peace and all the ease. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to make sure I took a moment for that just taking a deep breath uh, to now transition into what um, I thought about for today. So um, well, interestingly enough, um, on Friday, I went for a massage, right? And um, and that's what made me think about that is like, that's what I went for on Friday. You know, just again, everyday thing. Another breath. Um, and so Friday, I went for some body work. Um, and it's, you know, I am definitely the healer that prescribes, but that does not take her own medicine. And I will admit, g- admit guilt to that. And I know a lot of other healers who are in my shoes, like, we give, we give, we give, we serve, we serve, we serve, we teach, we show up. And then when it comes time for ourselves, we can be like the last on the totem pole, right? It's totally the blessing and the curse of being a healer. So I often tell myself like, Rachel, you're going to do more body work for yourself. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And it just, it just doesn't happen. You know, it's like, it becomes something that I'm like, all right, I'll get to it when I get to it. And so for the past couple of months, um, at least for the past couple of weeks, um, I've had this like stiffness in my neck, like this real stiffness in my neck and the right side of my neck. And I keep meaning to look up, what does that mean energetically? Um, but it's in the right side of my neck, goes just in like the top, like my right trap, the side of my right trapezoid, like just that whole area, a little bit into the top of like the right shoulder blade, but definitely in the neck. So much so that when I would turn to look left it would feel so tight like it was just like it wouldn't give and you know again I'm a light sleeper I move around a lot it's hard for me to get comfortable sometimes and so you know I toss and turn and but what's really interesting I think I've said this um a couple of episodes ago is like but it's it's the result of me not being like a good sleeper but like The minute Dave and I, like, have a chance, you know, we've had our day, we've done our work, we do whatever, and then we sit down on the couch and, you know, to watch a movie or, you know, just do whatever, um, you know, nine times out of ten, I'm passing out on the couch at, like, nine, and he's just like, dude, like, I don't know why we sit down to watch movies. Like, you never, like, see the movie all the way through. And then he's like, I don't understand, like how you fall asleep so hard on the couch. But then like the minute you get in the bed, it's like, it's, it's like you're up. And again, what happens is, yeah, I fall asleep hard on the couch and it's not that I need the TV to fall asleep it's actually the opposite like I cannot like when i we don't have a TV in our bedroom and so I cannot like I don't like noise like I really think that and I have to ask my mom this but I definitely knowing my mom believe would believe at least that my mom was definitely the mom when I was a baby that like wouldn't let people vacuum around me wouldn't let anybody do like any noise around me when I was asleep because she wanted me to stay asleep or whatever she was being super protective when I had my son um that was some of the advice that was given to me is like when they fall asleep, like do all of the things, like don't make it super quiet. Otherwise you're always going to have to have that environment for them to fall asleep. And you really want your kid to just be able to just fall asleep, you know, like whatever's going on. And so not that I would like turn on the vacuum every time he went to sleep but I would I would be mindful like sometimes I would absolutely be quiet but then sometimes I'm like well no I'm gonna go on with life but when I look at how I sleep I'm like oh yeah no my mother must have definitely had it like absolutely quiet everybody walking on pins and needles because again any little noise like wakes me up and I cannot go back to sleep so it's not like I need the tv to fall asleep it's just that like again it's the end of the day I haven't slept well the night before You know, I'm doing umpteen different things throughout the day. You know, I teach two evening classes. So definitely after I teach the two nighttime classes, um, when I sit down, I'm like, yeah, I'm done. I'm whooped. And so he's just like, dude, I don't know how like you fall asleep and you get in the bed and you're awake. But what happens is I fall asleep on the couch and I do, I fall into like a deep sleep, you know, on the couch. And then the break is when I get up to get into bed. And that small shift of getting up to get in the bed, the the few minutes that it takes to do that, to just kind of you know, change your pajamas. Like I wake myself back up and then I try to pop right back into the bed and go right back to sleep. Sometimes it works. And, um, you know, sometimes it doesn't. So, (laughs) um, it's just really interesting, like how that works. So why was I talking about the couch and sleep? Um, and insomnia again, this is sometimes why it might be good to have a co-host or somebody here just to keep me in check. Like, yeah, Rachel, you started there. Now you went there. Um, so let's bring it back there. So, um, well, it'll just have to come back to me. So I'll just keep going with um, what I was talking about. But anyway, so. Um, so. Oh, oh yeah. Sleeping. That's what it was. So sleeping. So sometimes when I fall asleep on the couch. Right. Right. Um, I think I fall asleep with like my neck turned at a funny angle. I think sometimes like when I sleep on my back, I let my head drop off to the side. So I kind of thought it was that. And just with this neck stiffness and pain that I was feeling. And no matter how hard I would try to massage it, i try to get David in there. I try to do the tennis ball thing. Like I couldn't find first the, the trigger point, kind of like where is this stiffness rooted? I couldn't find that no matter how much I try to get in there. And I couldn't find any relief like there just wouldn't be any relief. So finally, I'm like, all right, I got to get some body work done, because I can't keep teaching and trying to show up. And it's just like, it's uncomfortable for me, right? And just my body in general, it's like, I teach yoga pretty much every day, except for Sundays. And you know, it's it's a good way to keep my body active and in shape. But it's also um, I've been teaching for what? eight years now. And so, you know, the repetition on your body, it can, it can, that can contribute to wear and tear. And so that's why it's important to do the body work and to do the things that help you take care of yourself. Right. It's like a car, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you got to get oil changes and get your maintenance and all that type of stuff. Right. So, I finally decided, all right, let me go get some body work. And shout out to my girl, Akua. Um, I don't know if Akua listens to the pod, but if you do, shout out to you. Um, Akua is a yoga student turned um, sister friend, and she took the very first class that I ever taught in a gym. Um, I talked about that last week when I used to teach at LA Fitness. When I was in yoga teacher training, one of my Um, classmates was teaching in a gym at a time she was already a yoga teacher and was like taking the 200 as like a it's kind of like continuing ed or refresher and she was already teaching in a gym and I hadn't taught at all like I'm just in the teacher training program you know doing whatever our mock teaching to each other and so you know so I when you come up in the studio space, you just like, you have the sanctuary and the safety of the studio space. So she came in this classmate and she's like, yeah, I teach in the gym. And it's like, it's awful. You get any kind of person in there. It's not like, you know, people who come in there, you know, treating it like a studio space. And somebody threw a block at me once. I'm like, somebody threw a block at you? Like, oh my God, like why? And in retrospect, I haven't been in connection with this teacher in a long time but I want to be like now that I'm teaching I want to be like well what did you do (laughs) that they get to throw a block at you like I tease my students sometimes that like I took them through a challenging enough practice that they might want to throw a block at me so maybe she did that but you know at first I'm like oh god that's an awful student but then I'm like what'd you do (laughs) like you know it's a combination between the student because no student should ever throw a block but it's kind of like well did you do something? <laughs> um, but anyway, so she's just, you know, she would tell us these stories about like the gym. And I was like, oh my God, like, I'm never going to teach in a gym, like, ever. And that was two years before. Um, I quit my corporate job. And then when I quit the corporate job, like, and it was like, okay, shit, what am I going to do now to make money? You know, opportunities because I was following my heart and following my path opportunities to start coming to me. And one was an opportunity to teach at LA fitness. Um, and so I started teaching there in 2015 and the first day I went in, it was a Saturday too. And Saturday is the day at the gym and I was teaching an 11 o'clock class And I remember, like, I was nervous the whole morning, like, oh, my God, you know, like, they're going to run me out of there, like, somebody's going to throw a block, like, what the fuck, but, you know, I got to do it, I signed up, I need the income. I probably shouldn't shit on LA Fitness, but this is a homegrown, my podcast, I don't know if LA Fitness is going to listen to this, but if you do, you should hear it. Um, It's not a way to make a lot of money, in retrospect, at least starting out like I don't know I don't personally know anybody that's had it you, you would be called a group fitness instructor you, you know at the LA fitness at these types of gyms a group fitness instructor so I don't know if anyone has had long-term experience being a group fitness instructor with the gym and has seen you know financial um abundance with that but like it's not, it's like what they pay the yoga teachers versus the amount of people who can come to a class versus the amount that each of those people pay for membership and what it translates to the person as the instructor. It's literally like less than pennies on the dollar. Like it's, you know, but anyway, at the time I needed income. So fix that LA fitness because you know, we're worth it. Anyway, So, um, but I needed the income at the time and it was, you know, it was income and I was like, all right, I need this opportunity, but I will say (laughs) I'm all over the place this Monday morning. I will say, I will say, I will say, I will say the value add is that it does give you a lot of exposure. So I would never say don't teach at the gym for any person who's new to yoga teaching or maybe anybody else who's doing group fitness instruction, instruction. So if you're like Zumba, whatever your thing is. I'm not, this is not to say don't teach at the gym. This is to say know your worth, don't let them lowball you and maximize that opportunity because the value add is that you do get 40, 50 people. I'd have like regularly coming in, and I would teach on Mondays and Saturdays and I would have like 30, 40. Actually, sometimes on Mondays I'd have more than Saturday, but I'd have like 30, 40 people on a Monday, maybe sometimes 20, 30. And then, yeah, definitely anywhere between 25 and 50 um, on a Saturday. So that is exposure. And I started collecting email addresses, you know, people who wanted to stay in touch with me. And that gym experience, I ended up teaching there for just over two years. Um, That gym experience is the foundation of my um, database of like, you know, my community, of my newsletter community, folks I can email. Um, So yeah, my email list. And so it's great exposure in that way. So again, it's not to say don't do it. There is, um, you get perks to use the gym, you get a guest pass. Like there are perks that come with it. So I say, know your value. Make sure you take, use, you know, use the benefit of the value add of having that exposure. Like don't have all that exposure and don't get contact information and follow ups and clients. And so I had clients come out of that, class opportunities, so many things come out of that. So massage the opportunity. But The gyms need to do better by the group fitness instructors. So I say all that to say, (laughs) I was freaked out on my first day in the gym. I really wanted to do a good job. Went in there, ended up teaching a kick-ass flow. was so proud of myself. And afterwards, the student came up to me and she said to me, oh my God, I love that class. You are my yoga instructor and I will be coming to your classes like from here on out. And sure enough, she did. And that was Akua. And she came consistently. She has come to all of my retreats. She has come to just all of my things just true supporter um as we got to know each other turns out like we lived in the same condo community so you know what I mean and so just yeah so um shout out to you Akua um just just beautiful friend um now here we are again why was oh Akua I was gonna say why did I bring up Akua (laughs) oh my goodness Monday morning with two hours of sleep hello um so but anyway so Akua recommended this body worker to me um shout out to you Tarika um manifestation in DC and manifestation is two words um and so um Akua recommended Tarika to me um god it's probably same thing a couple of months ago she's like oh my god like some, actually, at some point last year, we had a social distance visit, and she was telling me she's like, "Oh my God, I went for a massage. I got the detox. She prepared a juice for me afterwards. Like it was the most, like just this, the the most um just soothing experience. You know, I was floating when I came back home. I came home, took the longest nap. You know, all of this, and I'm like, Oh my God, you know, th- send me the information." So, Akua sent me the information, and from time to time, Akua would check in, like, Did you go see her? Have you gone to see her? And I'm like, No, no, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna make the time. And then, like, you know, three weeks ago or so, I'm sitting there, and my neck was just like, I could not turn it to the left. It was just so, so hard. And, like, you know, when I teach, I teach online, and I have to demonstrate everything I do. And some postures, you look to the left, you look to the right, you know, some things I'm trying to look at the camera, and like, you know, the students don't know, but like, it's painful for me. It's like, oh my God, this like really, this like really bothers me. So I finally was like, I, I got to do this. So finally make the appointment with Tarika. And this is not what this episode is about, but then again, it is. Then again, it is. So let's, let's, let me, let me talk through it and let myself land. Um, so finally make the appointment and I go and I have that appointment last Friday. So I go in, I'm meeting Tarika for the first time, and she's like, all right, you know, like, what what do you want to work on? So I'm like, yeah, my neck is just, like, totally stiff, don't know what's going on, got some old injuries with my back, um, you know, a lot of stuff going on in there, feeling this, feeling that. My wrists feel a little achy, you know, I do a lot of stuff, tell her I'm a yoga instructor, and she's like, oh, yeah. She was like, um, I have a couple of you yoga instructors as clients, and it's like the flexibility is there, sort of the openness in the body is there, but, like, at the same time, like, tightness stiffness (laughs) she's like I feel it all when it comes to yoga instructors so um so yeah so I'm just like I'd sign up for deep tissue and while I'm getting the treatment she's like do you mind if I just try you know just a couple of other modalities with you because you've got a lot of tightness like going on in your back and you could feel it it was just like her trying to get in there and she's like um you know this is something like is going to need consistency and I know that she's like this is something that's going to need consistency and so I want to try a few different things so that um you know if when you come back in the future I kind of know what to use for you and I love that because when I have a private client for the first time as a yoga student, I do the same thing. I ask them what their needs are, you know, unless it's like just straight, straight, straight up basic, you know what I mean? Like I just need absolute basic. If it's somebody that's like, Oh, I'm looking for my back. I'm looking for, you know, just some, some healing, you know what I mean? Just kind of mental, just whatever it is. then I can do a range of things like a little bit of restorative, a little bit of movement. So I like to do that same approach of trying A few different styles in one session so the client can see like, oh, there's a range of things. It's not just sitting here stretching and that they can see that they can tailor, you know, pull bits and pieces from different practices um, or different styles to make a session you know, to tailor a session for them. So I loved that she was taking that approach with me. So one of the modalities she tried was cupping. And I've never tried cupping therapy before. I've wanted to try it, um, but I never had an opportunity. And so I was like, oh my God, yes, absolutely. And as soon as she put the first one on, like, oh, the sensation. It's definitely one of those kind of like, if you had acupuncture, kind of, I always say, like, it hurts so good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's, it's not painful. Like, oh, get me out of here. Um. Well, sometimes a massage can be painful when they're really working something out. But it's like, a, again, it's like a good pain. Um. So the cupping kind of felt like that. Like, it was doing something. And it created, like, this sensation that was, like, that made me catch my breath for a second. But I could also feel this super deep relief, you know, like, in especially in this one space, like, in the center of where... I was experiencing the tightness and she explained to me, she said, you know, what the cupping does is like it helps to break up stagnant blood. Like sometimes blood gets stagnant, you know, under the muscles and all of that. And so that can help that can contribute to like the stiffness and the tightness. So when you get the blood moving like that helps to open things up. That made sense to me as well. Um, not to sort of gross out my male listeners, <laughs> not that it should gross you out, but you know, when a woman gets her cycle, we get cramps, and cramps are the same way. It's when the blood is not constricted or when the blood is not flowing, the muscles are constricted, you know, and the blood doesn't flow, and that's what causes like the cramps when the blood isn't able to flow. And so it's that same idea that the muscles are tight, not allowing the blood to really kind of get through there. So the cupping helps to kind of break that up, you know, and 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 that spoke to kind of because that's what I felt felt like, like I said, like this release, especially in this one spot. So anyway, so I get the treatment. It's amazing. I tell Tariqa I'll be back. Um, And, you know, she tells me she's like, oh, yeah, you might see a little bruising on your back from the cupping. I've known that from the pictures. And I'm like, all right, great. So that night, you know, when I was changing Davis on my back, and he's like, Jeez, what happened, man? And I'm like, Oh, I got the cupping. And I wanted to take a picture of it. So we didn't catch it that night. We called it Saturday morning, right? And so here's what led into the idea of the podcast. And I was going to talk about this one specific thing, and I am. But just a few moments ago, I said, All of this is to lead into this one specific point. But I realized what I plan to title this podcast actually is the umbrella for everything I'm talking about making sure you take time with your body work making sure you just take care of yourself give yourself maintenance and what I'm about to share right now so on Saturday mornings I teach um my active yoga class so my most active class of the week pause for the cause I'm going to take a sip of my lemon water hot lemon water in the morning great way to cleanse the body okay okay Probably should have done that on the mic <laughs> um so um but anyway so I have my active class on Saturday mornings and I usually get up two two and a half hours maybe three hours sometimes beforehand just to have a chance to you know get up shower have a little something to eat you know my lemon water to move through the practice to think about what I want to teach you know all that so I'm not because with the Saturday it could be very easy for me to just sort of Lay in the bed right until it's time to teach, and I don't want to do that. So I'm just like, no, let me get up and, you know, do the things. So I'm taking a shower, and when I get out the shower, I'm like, ooh, I want David to take a picture of my back. A, you know, I wanted to see it because I wasn't able to really see my back, and B, I wanted to, um, I was going to share the picture of the cupping as a way to um, just talk a little bit about the experience of it on my socials and to promote Tarika to promote the, the bodywork business. So, um, I come out the shower, I'm feeling, I'm feeling myself a little bit, right? So I'm oiling myself up and, you know, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have baby take my picture and I'm not, and so again, this is all ties into what this episode is about or what I plan to title this episode. I am body conscious and we're going to get into that. I am body conscious, not, not overly so. David would probably disagree. David would probably say, yes, you are. I say not overly so because for me, I'm like, okay, I have the things I'm conscious about, but I also don't have any intention outside of what I can do with exercising and eating, you know, that type of stuff. But, like, as far as, like, surgery, like, I don't plan to do anything, right? So I'm not conscious to a point where I'm like, I've got to do something about it, right? And I don't knock surgery. So if anybody interpreted it that way, please do not. You know, I don't knock it. It's just not a choice I make for myself or I personally intend to make for myself. Anything can happen (laughs) in 10 years. I might be like, oh my God, this neck, it got to get it tightened up. But right now I'm kind of like, no, like I have what I have, right? I'll just fuss about it. So that's why I say I'm not overly conscious, but I am, I'm conscious. So, but I was having a moment where I was not, In that space of consciousness, I was in a space of like, I'm feeling myself, I was feeling sexy, I was feeling like, you know what, I'm about to walk out this bathroom, butt naked. And sometimes I do. But sometimes I'll have my little towel or my robe or whatever, because I'll be like, Oh, I don't want you know, uh." not that I don't want David to see me, obviously, he's seen me. But um, in the space of being conscious, I am conscious of how my body has shifted from the 20-year-old body to, you know, the 30-year-old body to now the 43-year-old body. So I'm a little conscious of that. So I tend to sometimes cover up when I'm in that conscious space. And I shouldn't do that, but I do. So this morning I was opposite. And I was like, I'm going to walk out and just be in my glory. And I didn't. I came out. He's like, okay. (laughs) So I'm like, babe. I came out, pranced out a little bit. And I was just feeling like all elegant and all of this. So I'm like, babe, can you, um, you know, can you... Take um, a picture of my back. I want to post a picture, you know, of my back and talk about the cupping and, you know, all of that. So I sit down, you know, on the bed for him to take the picture because he's sleep- he, you know He's like half awake, half, you know, he's just waking up or whatever. So he's not ready to like jump out the bed and pose, you know, help me pose. So I try to make it easy for him. <laughs> I come to sit on the edge of the bed. So he kind of scoots back and, you know, he takes a picture. So he takes a few. And I'm like, and for me, in my head, I'm like trying these different angles that I think I see when I see a picture of, say, somebody's back on Instagram, somebody's modeling something or it's a hair, you know, you'll see that they do something with their shoulders or whatever. So I'm like trying the moves of what I think makes a nice picture. David's like, Rachel, just sit with your back straight. You look <laughs> you look nuts. And I'm like, okay. So, you know, because I am a little body conscious and I'm also um, a little... I don't know. I'm not super comfortable in front of the camera. And so that's, I've talked about my rites of passage work um, in a few episodes. And that's some of the the joy that I really have to come into as far as just myself and my existence is just really just being like in celebration of me, you know, like I get a little awkward, I feel awkward on the camera, like, you know, I don't know how to pose, I don't know how to do this. Some of that I attribute to the I say the dark side of Scorpio, not in a negative way, but, like, Scorpios can tend to be very just, like, you know, background. Like, don't, you know what I mean? Like, we may be spotlight with emotions, but, like, it's also, like, no, just I like to be away. You know what I mean? Like, don't put me in front of stuff. So it's just some of that, you know what I mean? It's, like, it's some of that that plays into that. So I'm, like, oh, I don't get, you know, I'm not very comfortable in front of the camera and all that stuff. So, you know, so I'll just have these moments where I'm just, like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> so Dave is, like, just sit with your back straight. So he takes a couple of pictures. He's like, all right, here you go. And when he shows me them, I'm like, that's my back? And it wasn't the cupping. It was, I've gained weight. I was trying to find another way to say that, but I've gained weight. Certainly, like many of us, you know, I put on a few pounds with quarantine, but I haven't, it's weird. (laughs) I've seen it. You know, again, because like I said, I'm body conscious. I've seen the shift overall in my body, right, from, you know, again, 20 to 40, right? I've seen that shift overall. But I haven't, and I don't know if it's because, like, I'm looking at myself. I don't know what it is. Like, I I see things, and I'm like, oh, okay, that wasn't there before, (laughs) you know? But I haven't felt like I've gained this weight overall like I haven't felt like I've gotten like my quarantine 15 like I haven't felt like that right and I think because in my head I'm like well I'm doing the show every day and I have my practice and I'm moving and you know da, 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 da. but that picture showed me I've gained a little more weight than I realized now it could have been an angle could have been a little bit of a close-up I wasn't sitting with my back all the way straight right so but I just was like oh my god that's me like oh and I looked at myself in horror, to be honest, I looked at myself in horror, like, this is not good, you know, and then I started asking David, Oh, my God, what do you think? David's like, Oh, no, <laughs> you are not going to loop me into like asking me what I think. He's like, I'll tell you what I think. But you're not going to loop me into like, am I fat? Like you're so not looping me into that discussion. Right? So he's like, because he's like, that's just a trick question. So he's like, this is what I think. And it is it's very he said he's always said this to me, I've, I've, this man and i have been in each other's lives 10 years at this point now and he's has he has always said this to me i was i was definitely a couple pounds lighter 10 years ago than i am now and he said it to me then and he says it to me now because then ironically 10 years ago i felt like i wasn't thick enough to be honest like i felt like oh i'm too thin right because it's all about like the fat ass and the this and the that and you know and i'm 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 more you know like I don't know if you are me athletic build, but like I have kind of like that proportioned build, right? You know, and so when the big ass is all over the place and I'm like, well, I have more of a little heart-shaped thing going on, you know, there was consciousness about that. And now 10 years later, it's like, oh, no, now I want to go back to the 30-year-old body, right? So Dave has always said to me, I just want you to love yourself, whatever that looks like, you know, whether it's 10 pounds lighter, whether it's 10 pounds more, like I don't care. I just want you to love and feel good about yourself. When you do that, that's what I want. That's that like, that's all I care about. And he told me that before he told me that before. But I just got in my head like, Oh, my God, I cannot look like this. And, you know, he's like, well, Ray, I will say this, you do love your snacks. And I do, I do, I do. I'm not a big meal eater. But I'm definitely a snacker. And you know, our 20s trick us, make us think we can eat whatever we want, whenever we want. And the metabolism that we have then makes it go away. <laughs> and I carry that habit into my 40s thinking I can eat whatever I want. My body's like, eh, you can, but it's not going to go away as quickly. And I think that has been the pileup, if you would. So um, so I'm just looking at myself like that's not my back as I remember my back. And I came out of the bathroom with all this confidence, thinking like I was all elegant and this and that. And it's not that I wasn't, it just was like the picture didn't match what I thought I looked like and what I felt I thought I looked like. Right. And so I just, you know, I didn't go into a place of like, oh my God, you know, I didn't shame myself, but I was like, Rachel, you got to do better. And it's not so much like don't gain the weight, Rachel. Like I am, I'm getting older. I've had a child, like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's part of life. Right. And there's some aspects that I do like that. I've, I've picked up some, some weight in some areas that I did want 10 years ago. I got it now. Right. But it's not so much that as it is like, I know, like sometimes I'm like, I don't need to be snacking on this. Right. Sometimes I could choose to eat this over that. Right. Sometimes I could choose to do Um, my own more strength training, you know, exercise, instead of like, choosing to sit down or do something else, you know what I mean, that doesn't have me moving, it doesn't have me active in my body, you know, and in a total moment of transparency, um, you know, I, I, and I think I said this um, in an episode before, I'm just not like, I've never been gym girl, I've never been like workout girl, you know what I mean? I've always been active, though, by way of like walking around and doing things like, you know, like, I'm just always doing something. So I'm I'm active, right in that way, but not, I guess, fitness active, you know, and so um, and then so when I start teaching yoga in my 30s, you know, and my metabolism was one way, the active yoga was keeping me, you know, in a place that felt good for me. And I don't I'm not teaching. I'm teaching a lot, but not as much as I was, and not as much active as I was, because I've been very focused um, a lot, especially lately and over this past year, on like the restorative yoga and just really, really, really being present in the body, um, not by just by active movement, but by stillness and things like that. Right. So I'm not teaching, and I'm not running all over the place. I'm not teaching at the gym, you know. So, so there's just differences in how I'm teaching and how I'm using my body. So I'm not as physically fitness active, right, as I probably could be, I'll say, I won't say should be, I'll say could be. Um, And, you know, when I have my moments, again, when you think of like insomnia, um, and you're kind of thinking about your life, you know, sometimes I unnecessarily beat up on myself, but sometimes I have those conversations where I'm like, yeah, Rachel, like, You know, like you should be, you could be getting up a little bit earlier in the morning. You could be, you know, making more time for this. You could be more organized with that, right? When it comes to entrepreneurship, just personal lifestyle and stuff like that. And just making more time for a more physical, my own personal exercise. Again, it's not that exercise, you know what I mean? It's not like exercise is a form of self-care, even though it can be. And even though it is, I think, you know, depending on how you approach it. But I was going to say it just it it, to me, it speaks to like, again, that blessing and curse of being a healer. You give, you give, you give, you give, you give. Right. And then when it comes to like your turn for body work, you don't you're too tired to do it or you don't feel like doing it when it comes to your turn to like work out and be the gym student or the, you know, the whatever, the physical fitness student, not the teacher. It's like, man, I'm worn out from, you know, teaching and showing up all day. I'm going to sit down and watch this show instead, right? So it's those little choices. But that, again, you know, instead of choosing myself in terms of, you know, doing something that would be positive for me in the long run, that is aligned with how I want to look and feel about myself, (laughs) you know, in the long run, um, I choose Not to do that because I'm worn out from the other work I've done as a healer, right? So it's like that's that same kind of double-edged sword bit. So I know the spaces where it's like, all right, Rachel, you can push yourself a little bit more. You can show up a little bit more. You can apply, you know, a little more discipline here, you know, and making that time for myself for like more of a physical active practice um, outside of yoga, honestly, Um, or maybe even combined with yoga, but um, you know, you can make more time for that. You can make more room for that. And so, yeah. So I like, <laughs> I know that that's a choice that I can make that I'm not making. And so, You know, so I wasn't beating myself up. It wasn't like, oh, my God, Rachel, you're awful. Like, you can't eat anything. But it was like, all right, Rachel, like, you've been having this conversation with yourself for a while. Now it's time to try and, you know, do something about that. And, you know, I've had conversations with myself about my diet, just a lot of different things. I've had conversations, and now it's time to start applying some of these things. So let me say this. This is not about body shaming. This is not about saying what your diet should be. This is not about this or that. I'm not a certified nutritionist, you know, first of all. Um, You know, I am a yoga teacher. I'm a spiritual guide. Um, I encourage body positivity. I encourage honoring your body. I say that in every single yoga class I teach. Um, I encourage happiness. I encourage whatever makes you feel good as long as it's good for you, right? Right. So, um, you know, so everybody has their vices, you know what I mean? Like I love chocolate, (laughs) you know what I mean? I love chocolate cake, you know? And so everybody has their vices and it's not to say like, no, you should never eat chocolate cake again. Right. But maybe I don't need to eat it at nine o'clock at night or something like that. Right. Like whatever. And even then, if I do it every once in a while, oh, well, so this is not to shame. This is absolutely not about shaming. This is absolutely the opposite of that. Um, But this podcast is called, this episode is called Honor Your Body. And that's what this is about. And so when it comes to honoring your body by way of getting massages, massages, yeah, they can be a luxury depending on household budgets and things like that. But outside of that, like, it's not such a frivolous thing. And I know sometimes, even David sometimes might look at stuff like, ah. Not for me. It's frivolous for him. He's such a workaholic that something like that can be frivolous for him. And it's like, no, but it's necessary. And again, it's maintenance for your body. We're moving so much. We're doing so much. We're carrying so much trauma. We're, you know, just just the hustle and bustle of life. Like our body takes all of that on. And I'm always talking about how yoga is a beautiful way to heal and restore the body. But that's why we have massages. That's why we have Reiki. That's why we have ac- acupuncture and cupping and, you know, all these different treatments that are out there. So honor the body by way of giving it maintenance taking care of it you know having a day each month every other month maybe once a quarter whatever it is that you can work out but it's the day where it's like no this day is for my body you know for healing my body restoring my body taking care of my body honoring my body for being the vehicle that gets me through each and every day right and then it's also honoring your body by way of not shaming yourself right like so again all of us in some space of our life, right? Could or our lives? There's always room for improvement, and whatever that improvement is, it it changes from person to person. So for somebody, it's like, okay, I know I could put down the potato chips and eat an apple instead. For somebody else, it's like, I know I could, you know, wake up an hour earlier um, instead of sleeping in an hour and get my time in for meditation. You know, it's it just it changes from person to person to person. But, you know we don't want to shame ourselves or beat up on ourselves you know what I mean like what has led to what played into you know this space where you are now where it's like okay I've got to make a shift you know for me like I said it's been well it's been the quarantine um, which has allowed me more opportunity to snack um I do get a little laissez-faire when it comes to snacking sometimes because I have had, like, this mentality of, like, oh, I can eat what I want, you know, and now I'm like, okay, I can't. (laughs) Um, And even outside of just metabolism and stuff, it's more like just really – Really looking at my body as the temple that it is, right? And so not eating what I want by way of like not eating things that just don't nourish me, right? Like again, there's always room for a treat and for this and for that. Like this is not that like you can't have anything discussion this is not about that at all but again when it comes to like conscious decisions there are things that nourish our body and there are things that are not so great and sometimes we want to make the choice to nourish sometimes we make the choice of the not so great because it's just what we need in a moment but overall what does our body need from us and our body needs nourishment so when we get to a place where it's like okay where can I make a shift right it's not about beating yourself up the whole way through. It's about just taking everything one small step at a time um, to begin creating that shift, right? That's, That's how the shift begins. It's one small step. It's one small energetic movement, one small intentional movement in a direction and you keep showing up with that intention every day and you start to see how it shapes and how it responds to you. So when I think about my body, right? And I think about the 20s and the 30s and and where I am now versus where I am now at 43, right? So like I said, when I was with David in my early 30s, it was like, oh, I need to, you know, I wish I had bigger boobs. I wish I had a bigger ass. I wish I had thicker thighs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you want, and he never said it. It wasn't like he was telling me he wanted this. I was telling him he wanted it. He's like, dude, I, I'm with you. (laughs) Like, So clearly, like, I like you the way you are, but I just want you to love yourself, you know? So... When I was in my teens, I wasn't so much into my body, right? I was more just struggling with like being mixed and feeling different and weird and shit all the time. So I didn't have time to think about my body. In college, um, which is where a lot of women especially can kind of get into the whole body conscious thing um you know you're dumped into this community of a bunch of different people it's like oh my god look at her body look at her body look at her body yeah you know but I didn't you know I noticed what I noticed like you know one of my bestest 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 friends and she knows who she is but I don't want to say her by name she's all boobs and all ass you know what I mean and I'm like damn girl but it wasn't something that I was like conscious of it was like that's her and I'm me it really wasn't until like my mid, it was after college, like my mid and late 20s, um, you know, where what was considered like a standard body type, you know, like shifted, you know what I mean, from one way to the other way. And the other way was a little bit more of a healthy look. And I didn't have that healthy look. And the more it started getting shoved down our throats, um, the more it like I took it in, like I I don't have enough. <laughs> I don't have enough, right? And so I was – it's not like I went and I ate a lot and tried to make myself. I would just beat myself up internally, like just beat myself up so bad, beat my body up so bad. Um, and then, like I said, when I was with David, I would kind of beat myself up and feel like I was, literally, like, was not enough for him. And then I started dating David before – Um, I got into the yoga journey from a healing perspective and then before my yoga teaching journey and it was really on the teaching journey where I began to shift and really appreciate my body because yoga and that's why I'm always 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 encouraging it yoga the physical asana practice is you know when you see yourself get into these shapes that you never thought you could get in or you try something new and you're like holy shit my body can do that like you start to have this appreciation for your body like yeah my body's the shit man like it can do that it can touch toes it can you know do a handstand like whatever it does like or it's doing that you didn't think it could do you start to have this appreciation for the body right and then the more you have the appreciation for it it helps to build your confidence it helps to drive your choices of like all right well I really want to start taking care of this body and that's when you start to make the changes of like you know no soda to water to, you know, just different things, right? Just I'm going to have this kind of diet over that, or I'm going to cut this out or, you know, whatever, because it's like, I want to keep my body, you know, feeling as optimal as it does. So yoga really helped me learn to just love and appreciate my body as the vehicle that it is. But now here we are, you know, I'm in my, you know, in my forties, 43, officially in the forties. And now my body looks different than it did in the twenties. And now I'm like, oh my God. I want to look like that again, you know, and it's just this space. It's like it's it's like the body's just caught in the continuum of like, I'm never enough for you. <laughs> I'm either not thick enough or I'm not skinny enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not short enough. I'm not, you know, t- t- me enough. I'm not, you know, ass enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not that my feet. You know, it's like, what do you want from me? Right. Like I just came here to give you what I I was designed to give you (laughs) you know what I mean and it's like it's never enough and interestingly enough too what what contributed to me thinking about this discussion was I started watching a really bad movie on Netflix yesterday um after I had done some things so I did earn the quiet time but it was what's it beyond illusion it's something I'm like halfway through it it was like really really bad but um but the one main character who's in it um she was talking. She's like an, you know, an older woman—not older, but probably like my age or you know somewhere around my age. So older in that aspect, right? Not that I consider myself an older woman, but she has like a twenty-something-year-old nanny. So that kind of dynamic. And the nanny's all like, you oh, know, conscious about my body. And I think she said, because I've heard this expression before, but I didn't look it up to make sure I get it right now. So if I get it wrong, forgive me. But it's something along the lines of like beauty is wasted on youth and you know and when she explained why she said that it she said the same thing she was like when I was younger I was always so conscious of myself and now I love myself but I just wish that I loved myself then the way that I love myself now and I was like huh that's a word in this really bad movie <laughs> but that's kind of what I'm speaking to as far as my own personal experience right like it it, my beauty right which is really inside out you know the again the body's the vehicle but the shape of it has nothing to really do with beauty right it's just what society puts out there certainly this western society you know gets shoved down our face instagram like and i think I have to say, it's probably because social media wasn't there when I was a teenager that I didn't have, I didn't get caught up in shit outside of what was really happening in my world. And for me at 15, it was definitely trying to navigate the world of like black and white. Like it was definitely that for a variety of different reasons. But I think knowing me now, had social media been there then, just like we're seeing with our kids now, you know, and 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 middle schoolers, like middle schoolers experiencing some of the highest levels of anxiety that has ever been experienced by that population. Um, so you go middle high school, like I definitely would have been just fucking freaked out, you know, about how I looked and all of this type of stuff if, if what we're dealing with now was out when I was a kid, right? So we have like all of that now, all of this stuff, like being shoved in our face, look like this, look like that. And it's just like, man, it makes you, it can make you disconnect from that idea that beauty really does come from the inside. And that's why I'm so grateful to have a partner who reminds me of that. Like, dude, I just want you to love yourself. Like, I I think you're beautiful, you know, but I'm with you because of your heart. I'm with you because of the person you are, you know? Yeah. You're nice to look at for me, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like. I'm with you because of the person you are. Like, that's what keeps me here, you know? And so it's that reminder, like it's, it's inside out work. And that's what I'm always talking about when it comes to yoga, when it comes to healing, when it comes to finding our free, it's all inside out work. Everything else is relying, you know, on external support or external gratification or external confirmation, right? Like I'm always talking about, Happiness doesn't come from external circumstances. It comes from, like, inner peace. Like, yeah, there are things externally that can make us happy. We get an influx of money. You know, we meet somebody and we have a really great relationship. You know, things like that can help to um, contribute, you know what I mean, to our experience. But the experience is really an inside-out thing because external things can go away, right? External, including the body, right? Like, we can lose a limb. We could lose use of a limb, right? And then what? Then you're going to be like, I wish I had my big foot back. You know what I mean? Like, so it really is inside out work. And I'm just really, really thinking about that. And yeah, to support my inside out work, it might mean, okay, Rachel, you need to be a little bit more conscious when approaching your diet. It might mean, okay, I got to put down this snack for that. It might mean, okay, I don't feel like doing a 60 minute active, you know, cardio arm strengthening, you know, whatever class, but I'm going to do it, right? Because in the long run, I'm going to feel better about myself. You know, it's not, yeah, I may want to get my body to a certain shape. I'd be lying if I, if I said otherwise, but I, it's more about just getting to that place where I feel good about myself. And for me, I always feel good when I see myself showing up to the best of my ability. And that's what it's about, you know? So whether it's, the exercise, whether it's the eating, whether it's like, well, you know what, fuck it, my body looks how it looks, and I love it. And I'm just riding out with it. You know what I'm saying? But like, but I'm fully, like there with it. Then that's, that's where I'm most happy and proud of most happy with and proud of myself, when I really see myself showing up and doing my best. So again, it doesn't mean because my back has a little more weight on it, my pictures look a little different. You know what I mean? I see the weight change in myself. It doesn't mean that like, you know, because of that, it's like, oh, it's a terrible thing. Like, no, you know what I mean? It's just like, okay, I noticed, I see the shift. I have some awareness around that. um, And, you know, now I'm going to do what makes me feel better, you know, about myself, however that looks from here on out. But the goal overall is to honor the body you know, to honor the body. So again, this is not an episode of judgment. This is not an episode of finger pointing. This is certainly not an episode of you should. But this is an episode of you, as I always encourage, just getting in tune with yourself, right? Like sit down meditate sit in silence it's beautiful outside the sun is out get out into the sun just take a few moments with yourself and just ask yourself what would make you feel good from the inside out right like from the inside out. if you didn't have to worry about work like just what would make you feel good right? So if you know, it's like, all right, I need to drink a little more water. All right, I felt good when I was in my yoga practice, and I've gotten away from it, I need to get back to that. I felt good when I saw myself reading one book a month, you know, what are the things that really made you feel nourished, truly nourished, not forced, not like, oh, my God, I have to do this for you know what I mean? But just things that brought you joy, things that made you feel nourished from the inside out, things that make you feel feel good from the inside out, like, tap into those things. Are they still in your life? Have you gotten disconnected or out of alignment? And then see where can you close the gap? Where can you bring things more into alignment and notice how that contributes to your overall sense of peace, of happiness, and just of feeling good about yourself. You know, honor your body. I feel like that's something I could go on and on and on and on and on but I am looking at the timer (laughs) and um, getting on about an hour here and you know the first episode i was like yeah each episode is going to be like 30 minutes and then the second episode was like an hour um and i always sit down with the intention of not being too long because again the world we live in i get attention spans and <laughs> you know an hour can be a really long um a long space of time so i'm mindful of that and i try not to go too too far over an hour so um i'll pause that here but if anybody is listening to this and has thoughts they want to share or a follow up discussion like please contact me, reach out to me, you know, just let me know your thoughts. Let me know how you'd like me to continue this, this discussion. If you know how to create a seamless, um, podcast guest experience, please let me know that too. And if you love to like join me in this discussion about honoring the body, please, 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 the more the merrier. So, um, yeah. So just let me know thoughts, feedback. Um, and, and if this is a discussion that we'd like to see again in the future. But for now, and with that, let's go ahead um, and get ready to settle in for ending today's episode. So finding a comfortable seat wherever you are, sitting with a tall spine, so noticing that you're not rounding or slumping your back. Might feel good to lift up through the crown of your head, the top of your head. Take a deep breath in. Exhale, full breath out through the mouth. Maybe you want to close the eyes if that feels good and is available to you. And as you settle in here, I'm going to share a passage from Melody Beattie's Journey to the Heart, daily meditations on the path to freeing your soul. And this passage is called Honor the Needs of Your Body. Take time to rest and regroup as often as you need. At the beginning of the journey and along the way, take time to honor your body. When you honor your body, you honor your soul. You have been working hard on yourself, on your spiritual growth. You are moving forward, evolving at a rapid pace. Give your body time to catch up. Your body isn't a bother, it's an ally. Your body knows what it needs and what your soul needs too. Tune into your body. Listen. On those days when your body is adjusting, regrouping, shifting because you're growing and healing emotionally and spiritually, let it do that. Don't ignore it. Don't force it. Be gentle. Recognize its nuances. Ask it what it needs. Juice, vitamins, rest, exercise. Let it tell you. Then go easy. Do tasks that are easier, that seem to fit what you can handle that day. After a spiritual growth spurt, our body works diligently to flush the toxins released when emotions are cleansed and healed. After a day, week, or month of intense spiritual growth, our body is tired from flushing through so many emotions, going through so many changes. To deny the body's connection to our growth, to push it when it needs to rest, is denying the importance and impact of the spiritual work we're doing. By taking time to honor the body, To honor its shifts and needs, it will be there for you in a way that it has never been before. Rest and care will help it come back to center quickly. You will have the benefit of a healed spirit and a body that was allowed to adjust and adapt to that healing process. You will be honoring the oneness of body, mind, and soul. You will be honoring your newfound connection. Taking time to honor the needs of your body is taking time to respect the needs of your soul. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love that. So when I was thinking of what passage to close out this episode with, I knew that there was an honor the body passage in that book. Um I couldn't recall exactly because it's a book of daily passages and I couldn't exalt- recall exactly which day. But I was like, I know it's in here. I flipped through a couple of pages and there it was. And that passage pretty much sums up what I've been saying, you know, this whole episode, what I say in every yoga class, Honor your body take time to listen to what it needs your body has all of the wisdom so trust your body's wisdom you know if your naturopath or your doctor suggests a certain diet or a certain thing you know listen to the information that you have and make a decision from there but I know that there's like you gotta be vegan you gotta be this you gotta be that and like I get all the different reasons for all the different movements Do what feels good to you and for you. Maybe you want to be a flexitarian. Maybe you want to be somewhat plant-based. Maybe you want to be, you know, a meat eater. Like, what feels good to you? What nourishes you? You know, what makes you feel good from the inside out? And you want to take the time to listen to the body. Take the time to listen to the wisdom and then move from there with honoring your body in the way that is best for you. And as the passage says, when you honor your body, you're respecting the needs of your soul, and once you start doing that, so begins the journey of finding your free. Hmm. All right, lovely. So I hope, as always, this is an episode that resonates. Um, again, if there's any. Thing you want to share from this episode or any other episode, please reach out, um, Instagram, Rachel Voss Yoga, um, my website's rachelvossyoga.com and I have a contact form there so you can drop me a message that way. But, um, yeah, just, just let me know all of my, I think I have like 30 listeners, <laughs> 30 active listeners. So let me know what you would like to hear. Um, and as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, for taking the time to listen and to share this space with me. So with that, lovelies, we'll go ahead and close out this episode with what I always like to say. May you be happy. May you be free. May you be peaceful, easeful, useful, and joyful. The light of me honors the light in each of you. Thank you for joining and I'll see you next week.